You are listening to the Cryptocurrency Investing Podcast, where we talk about ICOs, breaking news, and upcoming events. The Cryptocurrency Investing Podcast is sponsored by Clout, the home of cryptocurrency and one-stop shop for all things crypto. You can find out more at clout.io. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, so we are live now. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Mance, for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate the interest. So uh, Mance is the CEO of Swirls, and uh, also Swirls has created Hashgraph. Mance, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what Hashgraph is, essentially, in a nutshell. Sure, certainly. Well, so my background is computer science. Um, I have been doing this since 93. I originally started in machine learning working for the Air Force Senior Scientist for Machine Intelligence. And uh, that was reinforcement learning with convolutional networks. Today, it's called deep learning. It's all the same stuff. Um, I then taught computer science at the Air Force Academy and was a course director for cybersecurity. And then managed a massive software program for the Missile Defense Agency um, and decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I quit. I left the military. And uh, Lehman and I, the inventor of Hashgraph, Lehman Baird, and I started our first company. And um, it was an identity and access management company. Uh, if, if you or some of your viewers remember the old Palm Pilots, the, you know, back in the 2000 time frame, mm-hmm. long time ago, the old Palm devices, we built a, a distributed identity application using those Palm devices, sold that to a Fortune 500, managed uh, product security for them, started our second company, Lehman and I, again in the identity space, sold that six years later to private equity, and then I ended up going to work for an identity company as a head of labs and um, architecture for that company, Ping Identity, and, and then we decided to commercialize Hashgraph. Back about five years ago, Lehman, I, I guess I should say a little bit about Lehman to set the context. Lehman and I have been working together since 93. We were working on that same team for the Air Force Senior Scientist of Machine Intelligence doing machine learning research. We both taught. He also taught at the academy and, um, and he was a full professor there. He's a PhD from Carnegie Mellon in computer science and uh, he has the distinction of having set the record for the history of the school in getting it in the shortest amount of time, two years and nine months for a PhD from CMU, which is just an <laughs> a good record to have. <laughs> it is, it is. And he, um, and, and so beginning in 2012, he decided he wanted to solve this problem of distributed consensus, but the requirements he had in mind were much Uh, more stringent, if you will, or stronger than what is required just for cryptocurrency. And so he didn't really start with blockchain. I mean, he certainly knew about blockchain, but the approach was entirely different. Uh, He started an entirely different place. And over the course of five years, I, you know, I watched this. Well, actually it was, it was from 2012 through 20, some of 2015. I sort of watched this process unfold, and I've watched this many times with Lehman, right? He's mm-hmm. always inventing things. It just happens that he invented something incredibly cool and at precisely the right moment in time in, in terms of the hash graph. And, 
And so I was watching this with Lehman, and in in the summer of 2015, he sort of had an aha moment that uh, you can solve these problems by doing a little trick with gossip about gossip, and we can talk about that in a moment. But but there was this aha moment, and uh, and then everything unfolded very rapidly from that point. So 2015 through the fall, he formalized everything. I uh, was able to watch this process and uh, he, he proved the properties, formally proved the properties of the algorithm. And it's very cool because, you know, like many other of his, his inventions, we would get together late in the evening at a Starbucks in Texas, just north of Austin. It's in Cedar Park. And we would be talking and, and Starbucks would always shut down and they would bag up all their old food and throw it over the dumpster. And we'd be sitting there at the table outside Starbucks going through these algorithms. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and that's how, you know, that's how this all started. And uh, I decided that, you know, I was going to get Ping to invest, Ping Identity, my employer at the time. And they agreed it was a good idea to do so. And in Q4 of 2015, they first money in to the company. And, um, and that's how Swirls got its start. So, so that's my background, Lehman's background, and how we got to where we are today with, with the company. Mm -hmm. Hashgraph. So yeah. um, I'll try to be brief, but it's easiest to do this in the context of everything else in the market. And it's really not that big of a market when we talk about the categories of consensus algorithms. Of course, the market's split into two parts. The, the uh, public platforms that have an associated cryptocurrency, most of the time anyway, and um, the permissioned or private networks. And the private networks don't use the same technology as the public networks. And so let's just talk briefly about that. Mm -hmm. the, the private networks use a category of algorithms called what we call leader-based algorithms. And this is Paxos and Raft and PBFT and RBFT and and all these variants, there are dozens of variants of leader-based algorithms, and they all work basically the same way. The nodes in the network elect a leader. Architecturally, this is how it works. They elect a leader. They all send their transactions to the leader. The leader has the job of putting them all in an order and then sending them in that order back out to each node, and each node commits them to the underlying database in the same order. This is how they stay in sync, so to speak. Mm -hmm. The problem is that there is a leader, and the leader is a bottleneck, number one. It's also the case that if there's a leader that's in the middle of everything, then you can do a denial of service attack, DDoS attack, against the leader. And all that's required is that any single node is compromised in any way. And as long as one node is compromised, then that node can send the IP address of the leader out to the botnet, and direct the attack. Now, what would happen in this situation is very quickly, the, the member nodes would realize the leader is offline and they would elect a new leader. Mm -hmm. and, and then what they would do is, but, but so the new leader would pick up the responsibility, leadership responsibilities, but the attacker <laughs> has to know the IP address by design. And so the attacker just redirects the botnet and you follow the leader with the botnet. So it's never ending indefinitely that with this uh, leader based system that a botnet could take it down literally as, indefinitely. As long as you, as the botnet is attacking, uh, as long as the attack is maintained. Yeah. By attacking